All right, guys, we're back with the second part of the notorious Conor McGregor breakdown. So on the first part, I covered, you know, some of McGregor's tendencies, what I believe he does best, what I think he could work on, what I believe he has been working on in the lead up to his return to professional mixed martial arts under the UFC brand. I covered Donald Cerrone versus Conor McGregor, what I think Cerrone could use well, what I think McGregor would do well, and things like that. I covered Nate Diaz if he were to beat Jorge Masvidal and end up fighting McGregor later on in 2020, what he would be able to do and what I think McGregor could do well because he did beat him in their second fight, even though it was close. Um, Now let's cover Jorge Masvidal. So one thing about Masvidal, obviously, is he can turn up a pace and like get dirty and get gritty if he needs to. Obviously, he comes from a street fighting background, fighting on the underground with the Kimbo Slice backyard fights. If you haven't seen those, they're on YouTube somewhere, I'm sure. But that was his come up. So he knows how to get dirty and grimy and get in your face and you know put a pace on you. But he also has learned to dial it back and become a lot more technical with his movement and his strikes and become a more patient fighter as the years move on. And if he fought Conor McGregor, which I'd love to see the fight, I think Masvidal McGregor, I think if Diaz would have actually had to pull out of this fight, I think we could have seen McGregor step in for Diaz to fight Jorge Masvidal. But, you know, this would be a, I think Masvidal's a tougher fight for McGregor than Diaz just because he hasn't seen Masvidal in the cage. He hasn't fought a guy like Masvidal. He fought Diaz already, so he has, you know, that information and that breakdown in his head of what went well, what worked well, the leg kicks. Shots to the body that left straight over the jab of Nate Diaz, leaning in after he throws the jab to throw that right hook to the liver and that left straight to the face. Or lean back, pull counter, throw that left cross. That's one thing I did not cover in the first part is McGregor loves to do a pull counter. We see a lot of guys in boxing use it. Floyd Mayweather, master of the pull counter. And a pull counter is when you're almost pulling the shot out of the opponent as they throw the punch. You, you lean back, you pull back, pulling back on your rear foot, loading it up and uh, getting out of the way, and then firing with that rear hand. So they throw the shot, you lean back, come back and counter. Pull, bop, pull, boom. And McGregor does this very well. He, does it, he did it against Eddie Alvarez. He did it against Nate Diaz. There was a point where Diaz threw like two jabs. He slipped. He threw a jab, boom, he slipped. He threw another jab. He pulled back, countered with that left hand ripped that right hook to the body, or just pulled back, countered with that left hand, and actually knocked Diaz down. That was one of the few strikes that he knocked Diaz down with, was that in a southpaw stance, he threw that jab, McGregor, he threw a jab, McGregor slipped, he threw a jab, McGregor slipped, pulled, boom, countered with that left hand, dropped him. But... Yeah, that's another just one little tidbit on Conor McGregor that we haven't covered. I covered how a lot of people misconstrued his grappling as being not good when it's very good defensively. He doesn't use it offensively. We seen him we saw him use it against Max Holloway in their fight back in 2014. He uh but he also tore his ACL in that fight. So he had to uh resort to the wrestling because he wasn't able to use a lot of movement and footwork and cut the angles to the side as he normally does. So he had to resort to the wrestling and takedowns and trying to pass on top. 
And for him to do that to Max Holloway, even though it was a young Max Holloway, and I don't think he'd be able to grapple with him like that at all at this stage in Max Holloway's career or in Conor McGregor's career, it's it's very impressive. If you haven't seen it, look up Conor McGregor versus Max Holloway from 2014, I believe. It could have been 13, but I think it was 14. Let's see. So if Masvidal and McGregor were to fight, I think Jorge Masvidal, this patient style that Masvidal has really come into his own with of really just letting the fight come to him and popping that jab, throwing that right hand, and just really catching the punches of his opponent with his hands and parrying and faking and fainting to come in and throw shots. He does switch stance. We saw him in the shot where he knocked out Darren Till where he like switched into a southpaw stance and then went back to orthodox and landed that right hand and dropped Darren Till and put him on Queer Street, you know, put him to sleep. So I think the switch stance, if Masvidal was able to pull that out and use those explosions, it could give Conor McGregor some trouble. But I think if he tries to fight a technical chess match with a guy like Conor McGregor, you're setting yourself up for failure, and he'll probably pick you apart. You know, we saw Darren Till come out right away in their fight when uh, Darren Till and Masvidal fought. And I did, I said this in the breakdown uh, that I did on Jorge Masvidal, which again, he's fighting this weekend against Nate Diaz. If you haven't checked out that breakdown, go into my podcast and look up Double Trouble Breakdown number five, I believe, um, on Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. But Darren Till came out in that southpaw stance, pushed him back, boom, thrust through that straight left hand and dropped to Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal was able to you know get his wits back about him and get back up to his feet. And I believe take Darren Till down with like a knee tap style takedown where he uh, grabbed the single leg, got the one leg, and then tapped the outside of that leg and hit the other opposite side of his head and pushed him and pulled him towards that side that he hit the knee on. But I believe if Darren Till landed that shot and uh, McGregor's more, I think McGregor's more accurate than Darren Till. Not to say Darren Till's not an accurate striker. He's very accurate, and I can't wait to see his fight this weekend, and he's very patient. But I think Darren Till and Conor McGregor have a similar type of style. But I think that Conor McGregor's is just a little bit cleaner and a little bit sharper. And I think that would give him the edge against a guy like Masvidal. I think Masvidal doesn't like to get hit that much. Obviously, he could take a punch. We've seen him get hit and get in wars and stuff like that, which I definitely think he has one coming this weekend. But against a guy like McGregor, if he's able to, you know, be light on the feet, that karate style, you know, of just hopping in and out, in and out, in and out, straight left. In and out, straight left, right uppercut, straight left, right jab, right hook, straight left. That's one thing McGregor uses against the fence. Like I said, a lot of his game is based off pushing the opponent back to the fence and then cutting the angle. McGregor likes to push you back to the fence, throw a right jab, throw a right hook, and get the angle on that hook so he's on at an angle compared to you, and then throw that straight left hand to the side of your chin and not the front of your face. The best time McGregor has in landing that straight left is when he can cut the angle and land that left on the side of your chin, not the front of your chin, because it's more exposing of your jaw and you have a bigger target when you cut that angle, right jab, right hook, cut the angle off to the right side, boom, and fire that straight left hand. He did it against Chad Mendez. He did it against Dennis Seaver, except that landed more on the middle, down the middle, than off to the side. But I think that this could give trouble to a guy like Masvidal. I don't think Masvidal likes to be pressured. I feel like he would try to pressure Conor McGregor, and McGregor would try to pressure him, so they would be at kind of a stalemate. But I think McGregor is just too clean of a striker for a guy like Masvidal. But Masvidal would definitely give him some trouble. He hits very hard. 
He might hit the hardest out of anybody McGregor's ever fought. And he's very patient, which uh, that could give McGregor some trouble as well. But I, I, I like McGregor's chances if he were to fight Jorge Masvidal. I feel like he would be able to dictate the pace, keep the distance, and uh, land that straight left hand, land that lead lancing right uppercut to straight left hand, and just keep Masvidal at a distance. The one thing McGregor can't do, which he likes to use a lot, is throw that teep kick. He cannot throw a teep kick to the body of Jorge Masvidal. The only reason I say this is because we saw what Masvidal did when he fought Donald Cowboy Cerrone. He was able to catch the roundhouse kicks and almost like windshield wiper, catch the bottom of the uh, like the Achilles tendon in the heel with the, the backhand, with the palm of his hand, scoop it off to the side, and then throw that left hook and right hand. Or scoop it off, left hook, right hand, scoop it off, right hand, left hook. If he was able to catch the teep of McGregor and scoop it off and try to throw that counter, I think that could give McGregor some trouble and he could hurt him and possibly finish him. So I think if McGregor's going to throw a shot against Jorge Masvidal, throw that calf kick, not a regular low kick, not a teep kick to the body, Unless you're much quicker, which I believe McGregor would have a definite speed advantage against a guy like Masvidal, you cannot throw that teep kick because Masvidal will catch it, scoop it, and counter like he did against Cowboy. So I think McGregor would have to rely more on his in-and-out movement, cutting the angles and landing the punches, than being able to throw kicks. But it would be a great fight. I would love to see Masvidal and McGregor fight, and maybe we get it down the line. Now the final fight that I believe Conor McGregor would get and the most likely candidate to fight him on January 18th is the number, I want to say he's number four ranked in the lightweight division. Let's check this really quick. Uh, I just want to make sure I get the rankings right. He's right there on the cusp of a title shot. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's go to the lightweight division. Number four. So the, the number four ranked lightweight in the world, Justin the Highlight Gaethje. Gaethje is coming off of, of a win over Donald Cerrone, first, first round knockout. Edson Barbosa, first round knockout. James Vick, first round knockout. Justin Gaethje has really come into his own as of late. He was more of just to get in your face, cover up, and brawl, and try to knock you to chop you down with the low kicks and then just get you tired and rip shots to tire you out like he did against Michael Johnson. He can take ungodly amounts of punishment and come back from it, but he has learned to come into his own and not really force the uh, the brawls as much in his last three fights, and I think that's why he got the first-round KOs is because he kind of let the fight come to him. He covered leg kick, cover, hook, cross, low kick, cover, inside leg kick, inside leg kick, fake takedowns, come up uppercuts and hooks. He's really let the fight come to him as of late and countered more than pushing forward and landing shots on his opponent. This is the toughest fight for Conor McGregor in any division. Gaethje is the toughest fight for, I believe, everyone in that lightweight division, including the champion, Habib, the Eagle, Nurmagomedov. But this fight for McGregor is, is trouble. And I broke it down on the first part, how I think that the reason McGregor has been working on his inside fighting and his clinch game is because he's preparing for Justin Gaethje on January 18th. I believe he knows that Gaethje's going to try to close the distance, get in close on him in the clinch, throw uppercuts and hooks, throw low kicks from in the clinch by posting off on his head and throwing an inside or an outside low kick to the lead leg of McGregor and trying to push him back and counter. This is the thing. Yes, if 
Gaethje lands on McGregor, I 100% believe he can knock him out. That's why I believe this is his most dangerous fight. I believe Gaethje does not get tired. I believe he can push a pace and and drag McGregor into waters that he's not comfortable in and finish him. But I also believe even though it's the hardest fight for McGregor, it's also one of the easiest fights. And you're going to say, well, double M, what's wrong with you? How can something be the hardest and the easiest fight for him all in one? Let me explain. Justin Gaethje gets hit a lot. In every fight he has, he takes a lot of damage. The last few, he hasn't because he's he's become a little bit more defensively responsible and not really focusing on letting the opponent punch themselves out and then coming at you, kind of like a Nate Diaz. Gaethje is like a more, I don't want to say more technical, but I would say a smarter version of Nate Diaz in the cage. He has become that. He did not start out as that. He started out as more of a, uh, like a, a high class, a high class brawler with a really good fight IQ. Gaethje was never really a brawler though. Yes, he fought in a brawling style, but everything was calculated with him. Of course, like I said, it's become more calculated in his last few fights, obviously training with people with a coach like Trevor Whitman, the former strawweight women's champion, or uh, Rose Namajunas, just Trevor Whitman as your coach. It, it you're you're getting a bag full of knowledge every time you step in the training room and when you get ready to fight. And we've seen it in the last few fights where Gaethje is just more calm and bop and uh, countering and landing bombs on his opponent and then getting out of range, coming into range, bop, bop, and getting out. And getting out of range, boom, throwing leg kicks, getting out of range, faking a takedown, coming up with strikes. This is why I think it can give McGregor some trouble because he's he hits very hard. He closes the distance and relies on pressure fighting and getting your opponent tired, and he throws leg kicks. And you're going to say, well, McGregor doesn't really get hit with low kicks. He doesn't. But there was a point in the Eddie Alvarez fight in that Madison Square Garden where Eddie landed an inside leg kick, and it buckled McGregor's legs, and then um, and he went to like throw that straight left hand where he, he fakes the straight left and then comes back and throws it with power, and uh, Eddie actually countered it with a low kick and it knocked McGregor off balance and Eddie almost landed a punch on McGregor's way down, but then McGregor just caught his balance and got back up and got out of the way. The, the leg kicks from Gaethje can give anybody trouble, especially Conor McGregor. If he's able to land the low kicks on the lead leg of Conor McGregor in the inside early, McGregor's in trouble. That's why McGregor in this fight, he has to, like I said, return to that karate base style of in and out movement, boom, in and out cutting angles, cut that angle with that right hook to land the straight left hand. But like I said, Gaethje gets hit a lot. This is why I think it's a good fight for McGregor, even though it's his toughest fight. Because he can, I don't want to say he can pick apart Justin Gaethje, but he can pick apart Justin Gaethje. He can land that right hook, straight left hand. He can pick him apart with a jab and then follow that with that straight left, follow straight left, right uppercut, straight left, rip shots to the body, keep his distance, and just pick him apart from the outside and counter what Gaethje throws. I believe if McGregor lands on Gaethje, he can knock him out. I think there's a higher chance of McGregor knocking out Gaethje than Gaethje has of knocking out McGregor. They're both good chances, but McGregor's just too technical. And uh, I'm going to use a quote from Israel Adesanya. I don't throw in hope, I aim and fire. I believe this is what Conor McGregor does. Everything he throws is calculated. He doesn't put, he obviously has power in his shots, but it's not the power that knocks the people out. It's the ability to land the power shot with clean technique, speed, and just no fat in his movement. That straight left hand, instead of it being like a rifle or a, sh 
instead of it being a rifle or a double barrel shotgun, it's a sniper. He just pop, he snipes that left hand in. He finds the opening, slaps your lead hand down, pop, lands that straight left. Jab, right hook, straight left. Straight left, right hook, right hook to the body, straight left hand. Pull counter, straight left. Straight left, right uppercut, straight left. Straight left, roll under, left hook, left hook, right hook, right jab, straight left. Everything he throws, even though there's power, it's all based on movement, cutting the angles, and uh, countering your opponent. And I think Gaethje would put himself into the fire, walk forward, and could get picked apart and lit up by Conor McGregor and get knocked out early just by landing that, just by the accuracy and the precision. Power beats timing and timing. What did he say? Precision beats power, and timing beats speed. This is what I think he would use against Justin Gaethje, and I think it would work tremendously for him. But it's also the toughest fight, and I hope this is the fight we get because there's so many tangibles. Can Gaethje take down McGregor? Would he be able to do it? We know he's a very, very talented NCAA wrestler, multiple-time state champion in, in uh, college wrestling and, and high school wrestling. Amazing, amazing wrestler which could give McGregor trouble because he, he does have a little bit of trouble with the takedowns. But like I said, it would be a case of if Gaethje can land the low kicks and close the distance, he pieces up McGregor. If, if McGregor can keep him at a distance and counter him and pick him off as Gaethje tries to come in and close the distance, McGregor picks him apart. This fight's amazing. I hope we get it. I hope that out of all these options, I think Gaethje is the best option for Conor McGregor's return. But we'll see, and I think that's what we're going to get. I hope you guys enjoyed this breakdown. You know, I feel like I covered a lot on uh, McGregor's game, what works for him, what doesn't work, what what gives him trouble, and what doesn't, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you like this podcast, obviously, touch him up, T-O-U-C-H-E-M-U-P. You can find it on Overcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, and various other platforms. Post it on your Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, anything you got for social media, send it to your friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, cousins, long lost cousins, friends, coworkers, send it to everybody you got. Send it to professional fighters if you can get in contact with Conor McGregor, if you can get in contact with other fighters in the UFC, if you can get in contact with Dana White, do it. Send it out to him. I can only get big and get my name out there if I have exposure and am able to push my knowledge out on people who are willing to listen and take a liking. Even if you don't like my podcast, that's fine. It's not for everybody. But if you like it and you appreciate the work I'm putting in, definitely post it on any social media platforms and get it out to everybody. Word of mouth is the best thing for podcasts, and I hope that my fans listening can help me. And for everybody listening who tunes in weekly, if you've tuned in to even one episode, thank you. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to me Break down fights, break down professional wrestling, break down horror movies, break down whatever we have to break down on the Touch Em Up podcast. I hope you enjoyed. I enjoy putting this podcast out for you. It's fun for me. If you'd like to donate, you can. I'm not asking for donations. I would, you know, it would be appreciated, but I'm not asking. And you do not have to do that. You listening and getting my name out there and sending this to your to friends, family, and everybody else is more than enough. So, like I said, if you enjoy the Touch Em Up podcast, Definitely promote it. Tell everybody you can about it. But this has been the Double M. This has been Double M on the Touch Em Up Podcast, Episode 46, the notorious Conor McGregor breakdown and future opponents. Thank you, guys. Have a good night.